Welcome to War Games, hosted by the sales genius Joe Ingram. If you're looking to win the sales battle, then you have joined the right team. In the War Games group, we devise strategies for sales, marketing, branding, mindset, and attitude. We enlist the assistance from the most successful producers across all industries. We then share their knowledge and techniques with you. Our single goal is to get you ready for your next sales opportunity. When it comes to crossing the minefield of sales, step in the footprints of those that have crossed before you. Now, prepare yourself for boot camp and beyond. It's time for the war games to begin. Hey, war gamers, those of you on Sales Genius Podcast, welcome to another exciting episode. One of the uh, speakers that I have coming on today. I'm excited to understand all the concepts that she's going to share with us. She's a proven leader in business. Stacy's expertise in business psychology, so you know I love this already, right? And her journey from setback to comeback makes her a sought-after leader in the sales industry. So her profound experience and unique perspective inspires clients and audiences alike. So be prepared to be motivated, educated, and uplifted as we delve into the world of selling without selling with the remarkable Stacy Wallace. Stacy, welcome. I'm hey, so excited man. to have you on the show. Man, I'm excited to be here as well. It's a, it's good. I love the whole play on the war games because there's a lot of war games that go on in people's minds. This is going to be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I always, everybody goes, why did you do that? Why did you come up with war games for a sales and mindset show? And I said, because rather than try to fight salespeople and sales managers and, and people that run that, that say it's a battle to get the customer's money, <laughs> right? I'm like, I'm just going to go with it and then you'll get here and I'll show you that it's not, but <laughs> we'll get it that way. So well, I'm a black belt in karate, and I went to school when I was a little girl. I was a tomboy, so I went to school with nunchucks. And so I like have that war game mentality. And I like nice. to, I like instead of it feeling like a war going to war, it's a war game, which means we're gonna today we're actually gonna talk about how to make uh, not selling fun. That's fantastic. So um, other than my ten thousand foot level um, bio that's that I, I have on you. What is it? Talk to me a little bit about what got you to the point where you became the fueled by fire CEO yeah. and the one that understands how to sell without selling. I started when I was uh, 18 years old. My dad got me selling water filters when I was young and uh, I had an epic experience doing that. My first check was $8,796. That mm. scarred me for life to never want to go to college, to never want to get a job. But to be in something that I could control my future and sales was the best way to do that because I had hustle, I had determination, I was a goal setter and I didn't, God didn't give me the chip of fear. So that's part of the athletics and the background of me being a little bit saucy. I grew up on a ranch and so uh, my dad just showed me what to do young and said, if you want to do it, you're just going to have to work harder, smarter, faster. So in basketball, I was the skinniest, scrawniest little girl. My TEDx actually talks about this. Um, but the, the cool thing was, was I just applied something called the 1% method 
every single day I just made a point. I want to be better than yesterday. And so if I could shoot one free throw um, the next day, I, my goal was not to go inside until I shot two and three until eventually I was averaging 23 to 28 points a game in basketball, got picked up for the Junior Olympics. And it started a pattern, Joe, of realizing that, you know, you can be in beast mode where it feels like a war or a battle. Or if you start to learn the rhythm of sales instead of the tactics of sales, you begin to move out of beast mode into your best mode. And that means you get into flow where you actually enjoy it. So I had to think of some things that would make sales fun for me. Nobody likes knocking on doors. Nobody likes cold sales calls. Nobody really likes having to constantly hit KPIs and metrics and know what your critical drivers are and turn in your sheets. But when it becomes a game in your mind, you can sell without selling and it becomes a part of your magnetism in the marketplace. So I've been blessed to have my largest sales team was 250,000 people. Uh, we've scaled companies. It's a little one. It's just yeah. small. That's a yeah. lot of management, okay. a lot of oversight. It's a lot of webinars, a lot of video uh, to be able to constantly maintain and, and raising up layers of leadership so that you're constantly deepening your bench. Uh, we've scaled multiple companies into the millions and hundreds of millions. Uh, we took one company from scratch to 350 million in three years. Um, and so we've been blessed to scale really big business models that all revolve somehow around sales. And uh, we've been in healthcare industry, we've been in telecom, we've been in nutrition, uh, like I said, water filters. Uh, so God has blessed us with an immense, when I say us, fueled by fire, uh, now my husband and I, we do everything together. We're usually within six feet of each other uh, because he is the COO of all of our operations. He's been COO of a lot of really big uh, telecom and healthcare companies. Uh, when we were able to retire him out of that, uh, it gave us a platform to be able to build infrastructure to where now instead of building companies, we build leaders who builds sales teams. And so I loved when you and I connected the thought that uh, we could collaborate to hopefully bring your, your zone of genius and my zone of genius together to right, make right. life better for many. No, I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. Okay. So um, we've got entrepreneurs. This is going to go out to the entrepreneurial world or the sales team that doesn't get to eat unless they catch it themselves. Right. And goes through. So um, we do have, Automotive. We have finance. Uh, we have finance people. We have individuals that do insurance. We have Bob Donnell's a, a speaker and a human connectologist that puts people together. Uh, we do have a bunch of people that do. I am in sales and I need to make money today. And yeah. What intrigued me the most about you and the talk that you have is the that you can do it by not selling. Yeah. Right. How to how to go fishing was one of the things you said, right? Being an avid fisher. So that's fantastic. So I'm excited to hear from you. And that's why I put myself on the side because a lot of people are, are parent deaf to me. <laughs> yeah. so. I mentioned that same analogy today to someone else. We have one of our eight figure leaders that are inside of our uh, mastery program. And actually they're in our platinum program. And I said, you know, sometimes you can be saying the right thing and they're just deaf to you. So finding a good book, finding another good consultant that you can put in front of your team, it helps to break through the numbness of what, what I guess you call parent deafness. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny because the kids today, like I go into clients' buildings and I go in there and talk to them and the millennial generation doesn't understand when I say most trainers sound, and all your managers, 
sound like Charlie Brown's teacher. Yeah, wah, 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 and, wah. And they, they all look at me and go, who's Charlie Brown? Exactly. And what, what was his teacher sound like? And I'm like, no, I have to start the class with a video of Charlie Brown's teacher. Yeah, just so you get the one reference, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, I had the blessing of traveling with Zig Ziglar for 12 years and sharing the stage with him all around the United States and some of the sales strategies that he wrote the forward on my first book. And of all the books that I've written, that's still one of my favorites, because one of the things that Zig Ziglar taught me was that, you know, obviously everybody's heard his quote, you can have everything in life you want if you'll help enough other people get what they want. And um, I called Zig Pops. And I remember sitting in the green room with him one day and he said, Stacy, you know, I like the things money can buy. And we talked a little bit about that because him and the redhead, they were getting some uh, nice additives to their family uh, that were things. And he said, but I love the things money can't buy. And that's when we would talk about his kids and his grandchildren. And, you know, I had the blessing of being there with him all the way through the end of uh, his life after he fell and after he started losing his short-term memory. And one of the things that I love about uh, Zig Ziglar is he was the same thing on stage as he was, or off stage as he was on stage. He was magnetic. And that's really what we're going to talk about today when we talk about go fishing or how to sell without selling is how to become magnetic so that, you know, there's a, a story in the Bible uh, where Jesus uh, went up to Peter and said, you know, go ahead and put your net out. And he's like, look, I've been doing this all night long. We're catching nothing. And I think a lot of salespeople, we feel that, you know, there's times where you just feel like you are at an impasse, like there's no fish in the water. There's no more leads left. And we know that that's a psychosis. Uh, obviously, in business psychology, we don't just study the outcomes. We study the pattern and the path to those outcomes, as well as the root causes that cause dissonance instead of resonance in your sales behavior. And so when you look at being able to sell without selling, it really is about magnetism. Obviously, Jesus got on that boat and said, cast out, put your, your net over there. They did it. And uh, they brought in more than imaginable. Why is that? Well, today we're going to talk about gone fishing and how to turn your sales process into something that's actually super enjoyable. It's enjoyable to watch your social media. It's enjoyable to look at your DMs. It's enjoyable to go into your CRM and see if you've got any fish on. So I'm excited about that today. And I look forward to this being a blessing to those that are listening. I can tell you it's already a blessing to those that are listening. So those that listen later when it's out on the podcast, they're going to be excited. So Spotify listeners will be thrilled to, to hear this. So, Okay. Well, here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk specifically about um, four categories inside of your sales model. Uh, that lead towards target marketing. Now we we hear that term all the time because it's it's something that when we're talking about you know making sure that you're in the right niche, we talk about niching down. <clears throat> I want to put it in the context of fishing. Now, I am an avid fisher person. <clears throat> Excuse me. I deep sea fish. I freshwater fish. I trout fish. Uh, I've caught fish into the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds. I've won tournaments in, in really with really big purses. And then I, I enjoy sitting on the end of a dock with a little bobber and just waiting to see if I can catch a little sunfish or some perch. But there's a different style of fishing determining uh, determined by what type of fish you're going after what kind of water you're in, uh, whether you're deep sea fishing in salt water or whether you're trout fishing in a stream up in uh, Arkansas or maybe in New Mexico. So 
we're going to talk about four things real quick. We're going to talk about who, what, where, and how, and it's all going to be about fishing. Now, while I talk about fishing and I talk about the kind of fish that you need every day, some of you, you're so going after marlin. Now for me, when I caught, uh, I, we've caught marlin that are really, 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 really big. Uh, the last marlin, I've caught marlin 497 pounds. The last marlin we caught wow. was 300 pounds. A marlin is one of those fish that once you get the marlin on, you set the hook, uh, you could spend two, three, four hours reeling that marlin in. You, It's, it's you against the beast, right? Marlin yes. tend to, uh, they don't dance as much as sunfish, but they tend to go out. They, they sometimes they'll chase the, the boat. And in that moment, you got to be fast. You got to be reeling in fast. That's like somebody that's going through your lead process and you're getting a yes, 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 yes. That's awesome. But generally the bigger the fish, the longer the process. And so Correct. there are a lot of salespeople, they just go after Marlin and therefore they're, they're spending a lot of time on big fish, but they're not putting food on the table. Trout is everyday fishing. So I, I want people to think about, you, you want to have, you want to, everybody wants to go Marlin fishing. Everybody wants to catch big fish. Everyone wants to have big sales or have big ticket clients or sell that really expensive vehicle. Not everybody wants to have, you know, I want to sell a t-shirt, right? So, but t-shirts sometimes put food on the table. Uh, small right. ticket items, put food on the table, uh, going ahead and listening to your uh, target market or listening to your client. And, and they're not ready for that $80,000 vehicle or that $20,000 service. They need a downsell for right now. How you treat your clients will determine whether or not you're fishing for food. And so for us, obviously, when we catch a big fish like that, we bring it in. We if it's a good captain, we back down on that big marlin. And maybe it takes us two hours instead of four hours because we have specific tactics that we know how to do in order to shorten the length of time it takes to bring that fish into the boat. Now, when I'm trout fishing, I mean, it is bam, hook, bring it in next, bam, hook, bring it in next. And if it's a good day, it feels just like that. It could be that I'm waiting for that line to go down 25 times before I get a hook or I get a snag. So you want to make sure though, that in your pipeline, you know, who, who, who am I talking to? So that's number one, who are the who's, what kind of fish are you fishing for? And I encourage every sales leader to have multiple types of fish, some that might be big business. It's going to take a little longer. There's going to be more bureaucracy, red tape that you're going to have to go through. They're going to have to ask somebody to ask somebody in order to get clearance to sign off in order to get it. It's like somebody selling a fleet of trucks versus an F-350, right? It's going to take a little bit longer to go through a fleet of trucks. Good for a big Marlin sale. But you want to make sure that you also have those daily sales coming through. That's how you put food on the table. Now, when we uh, I've built sales teams, like I said, into the hundreds of thousands, I am teaching people right out of the gate how to fish for trout. Every day, fat trout, bass, sunfish, whatever it is. I don't like to eat sunfish, but they're fun for the little kids. But trout, I love to <laughs> eat. I'm not going to I'm not going to get full on a trout with my family. I'm going to need to catch multiple fish. I like to what what's called measure out, meaning I catch my limit of the day. Uh, but to do that, it's a different type of fishing. So my who might be a corporate account. It might be a big ticket sale. 
It might be a big business. It might be a, a big dentistry office, or it could be a trout, an individual that needs to buy something from me today. For those who are coaches or uh, they're, they're selling online services, you might have some high ticket items because you're a specialist in your field, but just selling your specialty items that are high ticket may not put food on the table every day. You need some down sales that are going to help put food on the table every single day. So who, who, who am I talking to is what are the type of fish that you're going after? Why that is important is because it determines, number two, what? What kind of bait do you need to be throwing? So if I am talking to teenagers and they are approaching the age of 17, I'm going to be talking a different language to that type of client than I would if I'm talking to somebody who's 45 and they have a successful business. I've got to know what type of bait to throw. I've got to know what type of uh, product, what, what are the, the items about my product? What are the, the descriptions about my product? What are the uh, add-ons to my product that are going to hit that demographic the most? If I'm talking to a 17-year-old young man about cars and he's, he's looking at the cars, I'm going to talk to his ego right? Because I know he wants to look good. He wants to have a great looking car, even if it's not a new car. I know that his ego is high because he's 17. He hasn't learned that law of life yet, right? How to not be about wanting to please others. Now that doesn't make me manipulative. I just want to seek to understand, not be understood. I don't want him to understand my product line. I want to understand him. Now, if I'm talking to a mom who's got two kids and a baby on the way, I'm going to be talking to very distinctly different um, uh, parts of my product. Yeah. yeah. So knowing what type of bait to throw is super important. Same within in, in sales of uh, your book or in sales of a coaching program or services. Know who, who, who I'm talking to so I can know what line of communication to have if I'm selling nutritional products. And I go into a room, actually, we did this with somebody. Um, we were teaching them communication and how to actually present to a room. A lady got up. She was somewhat successful in her network marketing business. Uh, I think it was a nutritional company. And she got up and I said, you have two minutes to describe your company. And she got up and she talked about the company and she talked about the products. She talked about the CEO and the success record of the CEO and his track record. And, and her two minutes was up. And she had a, a room full of people, actually all women, staring at her like deer staring into headlights. And nice. I said, how many of you are ready to buy from her? Not a single hand went up. And she goes, see, that's what I don't understand. And I said, because you're not seeking to understand. I said, you know what would be better? You've got two minutes and you know that you have the audience captive. I would start off with a question. How many of yeah. you here could use more energy? Watch the hands. How many of you would like to lose a little bit of weight? watch the hands. Now you know who you're talking to out of, she had 4,300 SKUs in her product line. I said, out of 4,300 wow. SKUs, now you know what to sell. You know what to talk about. Okay. So who, what, and then we talk about where, where do they gather? So if you are communicating and you're looking for women that are 50 years old, looking to lose a little weight, maybe got a little brain fog, feeling a little bit insecure about their body, where do they gather? You want to make sure that you're not just broadcasting. Like we're specialists in the area 
of Facebook ad placement and, and Google ad placement. Because when you get really good at digital marketing, what you're learning is where are the pockets? You don't need to market to everyone. You need to market to your who's. And you want to know who they are, what type of verbiage, what type of ad to run, where are they hanging out? So you can drop that bait right where, if they're underneath the dock, you want to drop that bait right underneath. Maybe it's crappie. You want to drop it right underneath that dock. You want to know where are they hanging out? If they're bass, they're probably under some kind of coverage. We just put in a seven acre uh, bass lake on our property and we're growing nice. bass. So here's the thing is when we started from scratch, we put a ton of cover trees and tree roots and that. Now we know where those fish are hanging out. So we know where to drop the line. And then the final thing is how, what technique works best on that type of fish or on that type of client. If you already know that that client is from East Texas, like I am now, I am a little fast talker, but most East Texans, they talk a little slower they have a different rhythm. And if you go in like you're from New York and I want to talk to you a little bit about what you got going on there, you're going to blow them out of the water. They're not going to bite your bait. You want to know what are the techniques that work best for your demographic. You want to look at even follow-up strategies. Watch the algorithms of when they're communicating on social media so that you know when to communicate with them more effectively. Watch how they're responding or if they're opening up your communications on SMS. If they're not, you need to tweak the strategy so that you can start getting a better open rate. You know, emails get about a 20% open rate. SMS, text marketing, gets about a 98% open rate. You want to look, if you're working in the folks who are a little bit older, email might be better for you. But the techniques of how to connect with your ideal market is super, super important. And it's all about niching into your zone of genius. And, and I would like to say that if, if you're listening right now, chances are, you know, Joe is an expert at what he does and sells. I took a minute before we came on here and I watched his video about everything that he offers inside of their sales model. And, and really he's like Home Depot. He's your one-stop shop for everything sales. But here's what's interesting is people will come and they will get numb to all that information because they aren't clear about their offer. If you want greater visibility in the marketplace, you've got to elevate your clarity. A lack of clarity will dilute your visibility. Instead of being that, that piece of bait that's right there that looks like what I eat every day, and that's really big in trout fishing, for example. When it's floating down the stream and I'm a trout and I'm facing upstream, if it doesn't look normal, if it's not a native product coming to me, something that I'm looking for, I'm going to let it slip right by because I don't trust it. But if it looks like a little grub worm and it's something I'm used to tapping in on, I'm going to jump on it quickly. You want to think like the fish. You want to get into the mind and go, who am I talking to? What is the fish? What is the bait? How do I get natively into their environment? And then how do I serve them in such a way that it's fun? It's connected. I don't have to sell. All I'm doing, I'm going fishing. I love it. I love it. Lynn misunderstood earlier. She raised her hand when you said, who's a woman that, you know, needs energy and who oh. needs 
I was like, Stacy's not selling it, but yeah, you got it. Lynn. So, <laughs> All right. Well, we, we can hook you up with that. I'm sure we know somebody. <laughs> right. So, um, but no. Okay. So I've got a, my page of notes already going here. I'm introducing you to Brian Galkey. He's over here. He's in Texas. He talks a little slower too, but not as fast Howdy, as you. Howdy, Brian. Uh, Hello. I'm in Dallas. <laughs> All right. My son's in Dallas. I love Dallas. We just moved uh, into East Texas from Frisco. We're in East Texas. Uh, we are about 45 miles south of Tyler. We have okay. a 62-acre ranch out there. We have a nonprofit organization that we're helping. Well, we founded it in 2007. So our corporate strategies now fund and fuel our nonprofit strategies. One of my old bosses and current mentor is uh, the mayor of Wills Point. So he's out kind of your way. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Nice. So all of us people not in Texas don't know what you guys are talking about. So yeah. um so I, I got I got a text that came in that said, um, can you express more of how do you find the pockets or the, as you said, you put in the cover so you know where they're going to go sit. Right. But they're saying, how do I find where people are sitting? Are we cyber stalking or are we right? Are we looking for groups? We're looking for things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe, like, let me give you an example. When we deep sea fish. And there are a lot of people that just go fishing. They just go out there and they, you know, they put all their rigs out and then they troll. And they, and we watch a lot of those uh, captains, by the way, we just went to Alaska and uh, it was a time where uh, King salmon fishing was only open for like two days. So that's not generally where you catch a lot of fish. So everybody was out trying to figure out what are they biting on? And this is what a lot of people do in sales is they just broad stroke the market instead of do some research before you go out, do a little bit, look at your competitor, do a competitive analysis, find out what the market is doing inside of our branding strategies and our uh, digital marketing strategies. We teach how to get inside of those, number one, how to identify the pockets, but number two, how to get inside of them. So we go out, we're Alaska, we're fishing in Alaska. This is just about a month ago. And we're out there and the guy, the captain says to us, now we'd never used this captain before. He said, I've never had blood on this boat. It's a brand new boat. It's been out a few times, but we've never, what that means is they don't have their first catch on the boat. Oh, so they never caught anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and coming on, you don't want to be that next person because you don't, you want to break the code right on the boat. So I said to him, I said, well, man, that's just not how we fish. So we got to pray. We got to break that right now. And I don't know if you believe in God, but I believe in God and I don't like to fish without him. I said, so can we pray? And he's like, closes his eyes. He's like, okay, okay. Yeah. Let's just pray. So we prayed. And we went out and no one else around us caught any fish. We were popping 25, 35 pound king salmon, one after another, after another. Wow. We were all in the same location, boats all around this, this area, but they weren't catching. You're probably sitting on top of the niche, on top of the spot. But it's just a matter. I mean, we had to keep we kept changing our rigs. We kept changing our bait. We kept and this is where mindset comes in. And anybody that goes fishing with me, I'm going to have a, a when I'm 53. When I'm 60, I'm going to have a show called Fishing with G-Mama. I stand over the back of the boat like a crazy woman. And I speak to the ocean. I speak to the sea. I speak to the stream and I speak what I want to see. 
I don't sit there and let the energy of the ocean dictate to me whether or not it's going to get on my hook. I sit there. My, my kids are so used to it now. They're 22 and 23 years old. And I'll say, fish come. You know, I got what you want. You know, you want to be in my boat. And I pray. I'm a woman of prayer. And so some people are like, well, that's just in business. Absolutely in business. Oh, yeah. Separate what I do as a heaven on earth experience. I believe we are in heaven on earth right now. So to that person that asked that question, I would do some market research to make sure that you know who your demographic is. You know, make sure that you're speaking the language. If you're talking to elementary students, speak elementary. If you're talking to high school dropouts, speak high school dropout. If you're talking to highly educated uh, sales professionals that have come out of Harvard and they've got an ego chip on their shoulder, speak to that ego. So know who you're talking to and then make sure. And, and you may say, well, where do I find those kind of people? They are all over the demographic just in Facebook alone, let alone your chamber of commerce. Not everybody in a chamber of commerce is going to be your ideal client, but find out, know your who, and then go fishing for them. Get involved in workout groups, get involved in a yoga group, talk to people. They buy cars. They are looking to lose weight. They all need insurance. They all have financial strategies. People are at fish are everywhere. The question is, do you know who you're looking for? And are you casting the right bait? I love it. I love it. And you just drilled this all in 30 minutes. It's like a fire hose. <laughs> I am a fire hose. It's been really <laughs> I was like, it's good. I, I want to go fishing right now is what I'm feeling. And I'm like, but but I want to go fish for more clients. Yes, yep. that's what I'm looking at. So um, I do want to make this that real yeah. quick, Joe. Let me say this real quick. Yeah. So the, when I built the team of uh, 250,000 people, it was actually 275,000. Who's counting, right? Right. It just sounds ridiculous, but I would literally watch my CRM. I would watch my Facebook. I would be commenting to people. And when somebody would reply, I would yell across the room, fish on. And everybody would know. I got so excited. Just a response. Cause you guys right. know, even in, in social media, just to get a response and a DM is a big deal. But because I found something that I enjoyed like fishing I put it in, maybe somebody can say shoe on if you like buying shoes or whatever. But for me, it was fishing. And so I put it into the context of something that equated psychologically to enjoyment. And that's right. super important. And if you're in any type of commission sales, that you get it into something that creates pleasure so that you keep doing it over and over and over again. Perfect. So one of the good things about having my own show Right. And then bringing Brian on is I get to pick on Brian and have you talk to Brian about his business. Right. While you're sitting here. So I could explain it to you. But Brian says I always take the shortcuts when I do it. But Brian, Brian's an expert on facial analysis. And how do you approach people based on looking at their face and decoding? it? And so he can look at you right here and tell how he should talk. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, but as far as scaling and getting Brian out there, so um, I love the fact you said you're doing Facebook ads and that you've drilled it down and have done that. That's fantastic. I'm banned from doing ads on Facebook because 
I put a red hat with white letters on that the AI, <laughs> I got the the AI couldn't hat. tell. Here's for moving one of those hats. Yes, I understand. Yeah. And so it didn't say what everybody thought it said. I was capitalizing on a trend. And then I argued with their AI bot 30 times saying, appeal, 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 appeal. Yeah. And then they said, you're no longer allowed to run ads. So, um, but Brian, just as an example, can you look at Stacy and give her a little feedback on herself so she knows that you're not making it up? No, no, I was kidding. Uh, actually, one thing I was noticing earlier when she was talking was she does a fantastic job. You have this Cupid's bow in your upper lip right here, and you do a good job of highlighting it with the red lipstick. Yeah, so that's a oh, I'm trying to get her bigger there. There we go. You got to make her the bigger one. There you go. No, that's, there. I'm trying. I'm going through. It's ignoring me. So I'm like, where is she? She's here. I've never yeah, heard of Cupid's bow, but I like oh, yeah. it. No, so that's that arrow right there. So the red lipstick does a good job of highlighting it. See, when you talk, it says, listen to me when I talk, right? And then uh, this little line right here is the verbal affirmation line. What line? I can't see you anymore. Oh, you can't see Yeah, sorry. Line. I was going to say, Brian, I pulled us out oh, of the yeah. picture for well, it. I don't blame you. It was very Okay, so this yeah, line, that right, line here. right there, that's the verbal affirmation line, which is you thrive on sincere verbal compliments. Have you ever read the five love languages? Yes, absolutely. That's your second ones right there. So, yeah. Um, so that was one of the other things I looked at. And then eyebrows that go from thick to thin. You love starting new things and you get bored and you move on to other things, right? My <laughs> husband's right here. Like yeah. I tell you guys, we're usually six feet apart. He's just cracking up right now. He's right. like, saying, he's the COO, right? He's yeah. like, yeah, I know. She starts it and right about above her eyeball, she hands it to me. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I, say, I have another great idea. I, I woke up this morning. God told me to build a resort. And he's like... Oh, my, and that's where I, I hand it off is right there. Yeah, right. Well, that's a, what's my angle? Then you give it off to other people. That's right. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. So it's just that a few of the things that stick out on your face. Yeah, you've got more. I'll, I'll email them to you later. Okay, awesome. I love it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, he, he does this. And when he does it, it, it's a breakthrough for anybody who does face-to-face -face sales or that you can go on. We always laugh, too, because he, can, he goes out on social media and gets a whole recap and the whole thing of what you're supposed to do. And I've sat there before with clients in front of me. And then I just, I go, can you hold on a second? Let me snap a pic. And I snap a picture of them. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And then I texted to Brian and go, tell me this. Cause this is what and I always tell him. This is what I see. Right. And then he'll come back and go, well, what about this, 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 this. And then I'll tell them. And then I had one client actually just started crying. She was crying because he was so accurate and called out something that she didn't think anyone would ever know <laughs> kind yeah. of deal. And it's so, you have to be careful what you say because sometimes, and I'll tell them now, I'm just like, hey, look, I'm about to say something maybe sensitive. So just your heads up. And I'll say, do you want other people to hear it or not? So, yeah. But hey, I, I do have it. to drop. I've got to prepare for a, a Zoom call here in a second. But it was nice meeting you, Stacey. I'll send you an email later on. Nice meeting you as well. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, let's get in touch. Absolutely. When Thanks, you're in Dallas, we'll meet up. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you. Super fun. So, well, that's kind of cool. Like, my husband's going to be like, see, I told you you're dropping more stuff off on me. And so when I lift my eyebrow, it's coming. I'm about, right. to, drop, I'm about to drop the heavy on you. <laughs> yes, it's great stuff. Okay, so um, what I got from today, I just want to recap it and, and go through because I have another couple questions, but I think the recap is going to help knock those out, right? So I got to go for who, what, where, and how. Okay, the who is who are we actually going after? Define it, get through right? Other people say customer avatar. It sounds so foreign, right? Mm -hmm. I prefer the, you know, who is the ideal client? Who are we going to go get, right? The what part, which is what I really liked about it was 
you know, is the bait. What yeah. is it that you're doing? Your little analogy of the fish going down and watching the stuff go by was great. Now I have to go take that video off my website that talks about all the stuff I have. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. And I was like, you said that. I was like, I don't have that. Oh, maybe I do. Yeah, let's get that out of there. So because I, I have been niching down to get to a clear understanding, right? right? I, I help people take virtual prospects and turn them into sold services or goods. So I, I prefer it. I look just like Brad Pitt over the phone. So that's yeah. where I choose to stay, right? And so that's what I look for. Um, where, which is trying to find out where they gather, right? How you can get into the pocket that they're hiding into to get done. And then the how is your technique or how you can serve them that would make it fun and beneficial for them to actually know you and utilize your service. Mm -hmm. And as you were talking, I wrote down, I'm like, your tools and approach are determined by the fish or yeah. the client, yeah. right? And I think a lot of times what you were saying is so accurate where we just blanket out to everything and nobody knows what you do or if you could help them. And, and so, that is the pathway to obscurity. That's the pathway yeah. of confusing the market instead of them seeing you as the specialist of that. Today, there's so many generalists in the market. It doesn't matter what your demographic is, what you're, what you're selling, what your service is. There's probably thousands, if not tens of thousands of people that do what you do. So how do you separate yourself and become the specialist in what you do? You've got to get super, super clear about your offer so that you increase your visibility and it increases when you're coming down that stream. You're standing out amongst the crowd. Absolutely. And one of the, a friend of mine, Ed Milet said, you can be an expert, mm -hmm. right? In multiple fields. Right. But, but become the master of the first one. Then you carry clout into the other fields. Otherwise, Absolutely. like you said, you're just an ambiguous person who does something that everybody else does. And so, and yes. another really good point, I, you can tell I was paying attention right? A good captain helps you shorten the sales cycle. Yep. That's a power. So, somebody that's been there. Everybody needs to understand that. Mm -hmm. You need to get out there and understand that if you have a good captain on that boat, then they are backing down the ship. They're, they're going after the fish, cutting that, that run that they're going on. That's going to take you, you know, three years worth of bicep to try to bring them in <laughs> kind of thing, right? You can't afford to be as exhausted as the fish when you yeah. get there to pull them on the boat. But so good. No, no, that was fantastic. So I thank you so much. And yes, I do want to connect with you. I'm going to connect you with Brian as well. And Perfect. so, because I think that can help in your group that goes yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. Let me leave everybody with something here. I think it will be just a, a really good Please. takeaway for you to do, you know, because this whole, what I just shared with you is something we do inside of our magnetic sales mastery. And it is so in, there's so many layers to it, but I just want to give one thing for you to do tonight that will help you see, are you really clear? Are you, are you presenting yourself in a way that you would want to buy from you is go and Google yourself. When you Google you, what do you find? Because people aren't looking for products anymore. They're looking for leadership. Now, obviously, if you're selling a car, believe it or not, when I'm selling a car, buying a car, I even Google the sales guy. I'll say, hey, I'd love to hook up with you on, on social media. I want to know who I'm buying from. 
I want to know who's going to make the commission. So Google you and see what comes up and see if you're reflecting the brand that you're representing, even if you don't own the company, are you reflecting the brand or are you just, when I Google you, I'm looking like, this is just a party animal that's out there doing all kinds of things. I don't know if I can trust that person to be telling me the truth. So that's just a big takeaway that maybe just go Google you and see where you land and decide, am I presenting myself with the type of fish, the type of bait and the type of location that my Google would actually be an offer for? Absolutely. And and I'll, I'll, I'll add a little piece to that for mm-hmm. those of us, the same name and spelling as other people like us. Yeah. Right? And so, um, for example, there is a Joey Ingram who is known for the World Poker Tour, and he has a whole bunch of stuff. So if you go search Joe Ingram, I'm like one of the yeah. on the first page. The rest is all him. So I brand everything with sales. Right. So if you said Perfect. Joe Ingram sales, I own the whole page. Yep. And exactly. So, and so you guys got to make sure that because I'm like I have to niche out of yep. the just my name, right? And Very so, good. but that to me is always adding to that. But I thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the on the actual show today. I appreciate all the comments that came in, and this will be live later on the uh, Sales Genius Podcast. But for now. Go out and sell something. So thank you, Stacey. I do appreciate you. It was amazing. Absolutely. What a great day. Yes.